So, welcome back. Uh, Conifer and Debbie are drifting through space in the two-man shuttle. You've just gotten off the planet. You have escaped a swarm of nanovirus technology. Uh, but you don't know if you're infected or not. You're just, but you're out. You're out. Everyone else is out, uh, except for the people who did not survive. Um, which you don't know who those people are. It's just you two. You're alone in a shuttle. You're at the edge of the abandoned system. You have enough fuel to like fly to somewhere and plan your next move. But before we do any of that, I'm curious. Just to, you know, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Conifer is at a loss. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had a friend or a family member who has done this, but, you know, the family gets a new pet or, uh, you know, fosters an animal. And the father is the most, like, adamant about it and is like, I'm, I hate this. Why do we have a pet? But then ends up being the one who loves it the most. I think that's kind of where Conifer is at. Not knowing that he was going to lose Mavis like that. Yeah, I think Debbie is still in the kind of denial phase of grief where she won't, Conifer keeps bringing it up and she keeps on like either like cracking a joke or like changes the subject. It's not quite real for her yet that that she just lost pretty much a son. That's what Mavis asked. It's true. Um, so what are you what are you two doing in this little this tiny two man ship? Uh, Conover is gripping the the controls and is just looking at the readouts. Well, Debbie, where should we go? Uh, meanwhile, Debbie has found like a small glove compartment that she's like weeding through to try to find any like, you know, gossip kind of her thing goes to her default. What do we do? Well, we 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 certainly, I mean, I guess we should file the pa- paperwork for that last job, but, I mean, Mavis will probably do it later, though. Oh, Debbie. You know we can't file paperwork, right? What? We can't go back into our routine. Oh. Yeah, I guess you're right. Huh. Ooh, look at this. A warranty. All right, I guess you don't want to talk about it. We need to figure out our next move. We don't have a lot of fuel. Oh, yeah. And it's getting a little tight in this two-person ship. The Jerry Jr. is not quite like the old Jerry Jr. You mean the secret rumor? Ah, yeah. (laughs) I like that name. Yeah, without Mavis here to remind us of the name, I sometimes get it confused, but... (laughs) Conifer is tapping the displays uh, and looking at the map for anything uh, nearby. Yes. Um, so obviously you see Navis, the planet you just left. Obviously you see the Sea of Sorrow that you were just sort of floating around in before. But you also see, you know, it's a bit further away um, and it's going to take basically all of the fuel you have on your ship. Um, but you see like a, a little mini planet. It's called Finnis. It's just basically one large city and it is in the next system over. Um, which is why it's so far away, but it's like populated. It's like a populated place. It's basically sort of a shipping hub. It's this port city that just that everything that you can think of in this galaxy passes through at one point or another. Like every product you've ever had has had like the parts that make it up pass through this port city. 
And that's that's close enough to fly to. You know, I've never been to Venice. Debbie worried that Conifer may consider resting, and Debbie doesn't want to be alone with her thoughts. She goes, oh, yeah, we should definitely go there. Check that out. I would love to see there. All right. He sets a course for it. Great. You don't need any skills for that. Congratulations. You're... Yay! <laughs> yeah, so uh, here's what we'll do. Um, you have enough time. It's going to be a bit of a long journey. So we should do the things that you're supposed to do in this game, which is to say... Uh, we'll do the end of session stuff for last session um, with the level ups, the experience points. Oh yeah! And then we'll do the uh, the other the other XP gain thing where you're, you're on a long journey. Right. So, the end of session questions. Let's do let's do this. As a reminder, for every question answered with a yes, every PC gets one XP. So the first question is: Did we earn a profit? <laughs> no. Oh. No XP. Did we discover something new and interesting about the universe? Yes. Yes. That's you mark yourselves one XP. Congratulations. <laughs> Did we overcome a difficult challenge or dangerous adversary? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. Maybe. I'll, yes. I, I mean, you left. I think that's one way to that win was a dangerous. fight. Is, the best way to win a fight is to leave. <laughs> so, that, was, yeah. that was dangerous. Mark yourself. Give yourselves some more XP. One another one XP. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, so the next mechanic is you're on a long trip. Um, you're traveling between star systems. You're spending, you're spending it's going to be like a couple days. So uh, here's what the rulebook says. It says each time the characters travel between star systems or otherwise spend multiple days together in a small space, go around the table and give each player a turn, starting with the player to the left of the GM. On their turn, each player must ask another player a question about their character. It could be about that character's past or their goals or something about their personality. If that player answers the question honestly, they earn one XP. So you don't have to ask or answer the questions in character, but the players should discuss how your characters learned about each other on the trip. Mm. Fun. Since this is not uh, a table setting, uh, Jen, you're to my left. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> so I should ask Debbie something. Yeah, you don't have to do it in character. You can ask Shannon or you can ask as Conifer to Debbie. Okay, Shannon, how mm -hmm. did Debbie get ready for the day, you know, with her family? Or with her family? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, Debbie's an early riser, as you can imagine. She wakes up <laughs> with a lot of energy. So she starts her day doing 25 minutes on her walking pad. <laughs> a little walking pad in her house. It's 25 minutes on the walking pad. Then she kind of, rather than any of her sons and daughters who all still live with her, um, <laughs> even though they're, they're older, um, rather than waking them up or them setting alarms, she just like walks past their bedroom door with like loud feet um, <laughs> multiple times and like peeks in and keeps on saying, are you awake? <laughs> And then they're like, well, now we're awake. Now we're awake. Then um, they all have breakfast together. That is super cute. Yeah. Like what would be a, a favorite meal to prepare? Waffles. But frozen. Frozen. There's no <laughs> making it from scratch. Yeah. I can imagine. Great. Uh, was that an honest answer, Shannon? Yes. You earn one XP. Congratulations. <laughs> now is it my it turn? It is your turn. What was Conifer's biggest fear as a child? As a child? Wow. Yes. Um, Conifer's biggest fear as a child 
was actually uh, sleeping alone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. You know, so he relied on a blankie. It's all tattered. He actually keeps a scrap of it in his wallet. Oh. <laughs> wow. That sounds honest to me. All right. <laughs> Jen, give yourself one XP. Oh, thank you. You're coming into land at Finnis. You can see the whole planet, and you can tell every inch of it is used. It is all city. There are pipes everywhere. It's like greebled. There's pipes, there's buildings, there's lots of steam. Uh, the port you land in is is busy as hell. Nobody pays you any attention. Um, so you land, your ship's registered, whatever. Uh, and then you're just free. Like, there's anything you want to do, uh, you can do. Restaurants, bars, hotels, the... Uh, uh, we're wearing uniforms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Deb, do you think we should, uh, get disguises or something? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I wouldn't want anyone asking us too many questions. Ooh, what about over here? And she points to a clothing shop. What's the shop's name? It's called Hats and Boots. Great. Tops and bottoms. <laughs> Tops and bottoms. We get it. Uh, I, just, I, just, I do want to point out that your uniforms, no one is looking twice at you because this is such a common sight here. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, but they're like overly anxious. Great. They're Fantastic. Like, yeah. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. We're doing makeovers at hats and boots. All right. So hats and boots, as you can imagine from the front, in front of the establishment, it's giant windows and you can see hats on one side and boots on the other. All kinds. Mostly workwear. Mostly functional hats and functional boots. But, you know, back behind the functional stuff, you can see boxes and boxes and boxes. And you can see racks and racks and racks of clothing uh, of all kinds. Do you enter the store? Yes. Yes. The shop clerk, whose name you didn't ask and you shouldn't, uh, nods very politely at you and looks back at their device. They're reading the news. Excuse me, do you have anything... In leopard print. Me? Me? What's yeah. a leopard, Deb? I don't know what a leopard is. I just know the print. Leopard print. Oh, uh... Have you ever seen it? You know, I think we might have some of that stuff way in the back. I gotta go check, though. I'm gonna roll for this. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna use a is dice of there leopard yeah. print? High, high there's leopard print, low there's not leopard print. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> I'm sorry to say, the employee comes back and says, yeah, uh, we actually sold out of that last week. Some woman came in here and, and said, I want tiger print. And that was the closest thing we had, and she took it. Popular pattern. The people want it. We stock it. Just not this week. Conover is wrapping up in a bathrobe and some great boots and two hats. Shit. Ooh. One facing forward, the other one facing backwards. Full coverage. Full coverage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Debbie finds a pair of overalls, uh, like oversized overalls that she puts on and finds a little uh, beret and a pair of um, black, uh, like, hiking boots. Whoa. Okay. A look. All right. Beret, overalls, and hiking boots. You're both dressed for different things. I like it. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, yeah, for of those things. You will have to pay one credit for them, for all of them. Right. Happily. Deb says, it's on me. And she pays the credit. How about that? 
Yeah, the employee whose name, again, you did not ask, uh, does not look up, just processes the transaction and says, have a good day, ma'am. Congratulations, you have new clothing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> They're walking out of the store. Deb walks over to Conifer. Do you think we should, I don't know, check out a newsstand, see if anyone's heard about any planets? Right, right. It's probably a good idea. We don't know if anybody's after us. Exactly. Um, so you look up. And you see, you know, ubiquitous screens. This is the future. Come on. Uh, uh-huh. And all holograms and all manner of stuff. Lots of information floating around you. And there's, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing about anything. The news is just the new. It's the normal news, which is well, talking about how Obchillo is vying for this seat. And they're going to demonstrate their weapon at some point. But people are, it's like talking head panels speculating about what it could be, because nobody knows. Right. Yeah, think like ESPN Sports Show, but speculating about weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> well, do you think because they were trying to keep it secret, they're going to keep a lid on it? Could be the case, but I don't know if that means that someone won't be after us. That is, if anyone made it out to tell someone to be after us. Well, Debbie, what, what do you think our next move should be? Well... I don't know about you, but I might like to sleep in my own bed. I know you want to sleep in your own home, but we could be endangering your family. Oh, I would hate that, to lose another family member. I mean, I I just can't believe we just left Maven. We had no choice. And he was our son, and he was our son, and we just left him there. And, and oh. it's all, like, started to come to a head... Uh, for Debbie as she like takes her beret off her head and she like holds it to her chest. Just a little bacon. All right, though. all right. And Conifer just like reluctantly opens his arms. <laughs> oh, and Debbie nooks her way right into those arms. All right, and he's patting her back. We couldn't control that. Mavis actually saved us. You're right. And we have to do right by Mavis. We have to make sure that our families are safe. We can't hide and put them at risk. We got to face this head on. So if they're going to find us at home, we better be there waiting for them. All right. Is that what you want to do? Yes. You? I mean, we don't have much choice. Or you want to be with your family. Couple sons, couple daughters. What are we talking about here? Oh, Debbie. He, he ignores you uh, for a moment, and he's, he's looking for um, the ports where we could look for another ship. Yeah, so you, you look around, you follow the signs, uh, and you find your way to a ship chartering company called Dynamic Math. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there's, there's a friendly clerk who, again, is just, you know... Reading the news, watching videos, not doing much because it's not that busy. There's other ship chartering places. Uh, is there a bell or <laughs> anything like that? Yes, there is a bell. Conover uh, taps it very lightly. <clears throat> the one, young woman behind the counter looks up. Yes? Hello. We are interested in chartering a ship. Wonderful. What kind of ship? Nothing too big. It's only the two of us here. Yeah, but something that goes fast. I got to be home for my son's surprise 
34th birthday party, and we are running late. Wonderful. I'll see what I have. The woman looks down and just doesn't move. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then looks back up and says, I have just the thing. Uh, and a little hologram pops up, and it's a regular frigate. It looks like a normal-ass ship. And she says, this is not our most popular model. This is faster. Uh, and yeah, that's that's the ship. Is it one where you can stand up and like walk yeah, around yeah, in yeah, still? Yeah. Or is oh, it- yeah, yeah. No, this is like a... It's a ship that holds a crew of like five or six. Ah, great. Oh, good. I was getting a cramp in my legs. Oh, yeah. I need to get 10,000 steps a day, and I wasn't getting it into that Jerry Jr. We'll take it. Wonderful. And yeah, it's going to cost you, uh, we'll say, two credits. I'll get this one. (laughs) We're taking turns, right? Yeah. I pick out the hats, you pick out the the ships. (laughs) And will you be returning the tank full or empty? I'm not quite sure. Do you have an outpost where we're going? Then let's say empty. All right. Great. Uh, and you have now acquired a ship from Dynamic Math. Okay, what are we going to name her? Oh, Debbie, do we really have to name it? We're renting it. I'm saying this time you get to name it. So. Didn't I name the secret rumor? Well, I said secret rumor and then you used it as a name. Right. Uh, well, I don't know. How do you feel about Mavis? Oh, that's what? so nice. <laughs> And Debbie goes in for another hug, even though Conifer is not opening his arms this time. He honestly thought that she was going to have a breakdown (laughs) and was delightfully surprised that she liked it. Yeah. All right. So uh, you fly the ship out of the port. You've left all of your shit behind. You are free. No one knows where you are. Although you did just leave a stolen ship out of Port City. Under, I assume, a fake name? Yes or no? Fake name? Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, Rosalinda. Rosalinda's (laughs) ship. Fantastic. All right. You're on the run. Uh, And you spend an interesting night on the Mavis. The next morning, you wake up. I assume Debbie sort of starts walking around in front of Conifer's bedroom very loudly. Heavy footfall. You're sitting at the dining table in the ship's mess hall eating breakfast when uh, you get a message. And the message is from Damon. It's to your personal comms. Hmm. You don't know how he got to you, but it's like you've messaged before, you're on a ship, like you must have gotten your information that way. The message says, I'll get right into it. Kintsugi wants you back. And then he patches through a voice that's obviously from Kintsugi HQ. Contractors, you have seen history you should not have. What do you want? We will give you what you want if you give us what you carry inside you. Come to HQ with the employee. And then Damon's voice comes back on. Well, you heard him. And then he says, If you don't go, they've authorized me to hunt you down. Meet us there. Wow. Conifer was mid-bite with his travel spork. 
Uh, and he starts tapping it on the table. Well, Debbie, should we comply? They want what's inside us? I, I don't know for sure, you know, if we've been infected, but high percentage. <sighs> we were in the same room as all those people. Oh, God. You think we could spread it? By transmitting our blood? Yeah, or if we cough on someone? Well, I'm not sure about the transmission. I don't know anything about it. Wouldn't that other guy have it, too? Yes, so. Why do they need us? I have a feeling that we know too much. They want to make a deal so we don't spread this information, though can we really trust them? I mean, they have been our employers for many, many years. But we just learned... A bunch of things we weren't supposed to learn. I don't actually like what they're doing. I don't like it either. I'm sure everyone who lived on that planet didn't like it very much either. This is way too deep. But then again, I don't like our chances against Damon. He, uh, he looks like, uh, he has kind of a lifetime of hunting people under his belt. Well, how about this? Why don't we go try to negotiate with him? You think he'll be better to negotiate with? Well, at least we can't be trapped in a building. That is true. Yeah, Damon is actually there at headquarters. He's been called back because, again, he's an employee. Right. So if you want to go meet Damon, you can meet him like outside the orbit of the planet if you want. Yeah, Conifer is going to send a message. Uh, Heard you loud and clear. We'll meet you on the periphery of HQ. Right. Uh, And you fly fly there, I assume? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So, Kintsugi Headquarters is on its own planet in the inner ring of the galaxy. And Damon's ship is stationed just in geostationary orbit. It's just there. So are you going to try and, like, get on his ship, airlock stuff? What are you going to do? I feel like we should ask him on our ship so we have home turf. Yeah. Sure. I'll send a message, but I do want to try to convince him to come on our ship. I do want to use my manipulation. Oh! Hey. Oh, we're going to roll for it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Nice. All right. Yeah, so uh, send the message, and we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. So she sends a message to Damon, and her way of manipulation isn't really, like, with, like, being, like, cunning or, like, likable. She kind of just, like, is a nagging mom, and you kind of just want to, like... You know, want, it, want it to end. Want it to end. So she sends him this long message like, oh, I've had, had such a bad night. I could barely sleep. You know, my back's really been bothering me. I've been wearing these shoes that are new. Just like a laundry list of her complaints. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind, please coming to our ship to talk. I just, I need to be, a, I, I can't really make the trip over there. It'd be so hard in this long message. Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, roll for it. Uh, it is uh, 2d6, and remember, on a 6 or below, it's a miss, and you get 1 XP, but you, nothing that you want happens on a 7 or 9. Mixed success, 10 or higher. Success, 12, critical success. And then, if you want to use a skill, when you roll the dice and you have an applicable skill, you may re-roll one of the dice, but you have to accept the second result. Uh, yeah, I got a 6 and a 1, oh, and I'm going to yeah. re-roll the 1. All right. Yeah. Ooh, and I got a five. So I got five, a six, plus two. Nice. So success, That's a 13. Uh, I actually, sorry, the, the critical success is only on two sixes. 
but sixes, yeah. uh, that is still a close su- though. That is still a success. Yeah, Damon gets this message, and it reminds him so much of his own mom that he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just go over there," because <laughs> he knows that you're not gonna. He knows that you're not gonna come. So Damon uh, steps to the airlock. What? How you feeling there, Damon? Well, and you? Fine. But, you know, I mean, how do you feel having something in your blood? Well, we don't know. They don't know either. Hmm. I don't know. They don't know. Listen, Damon, we have a lot of history between us. We do? And, yeah, think about the old times, like when we were on your ship doing the um, insurance thing. When you crashed it into an asteroid... And right, yeah, destroyed exactly. somebody else? Lots and lots of history. And so you can imagine being old friends like we are. We're just a little concerned to get into headquarters, you know. We don't really know anything. Like we said, uh, we were on the planet. We don't know anything. We don't know what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. That's about. All we great. Really... I don't care. Either you come down there or I drag you down there. That's what they told me. But what happens when we get down there? I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm I am an employee, and we, they own us. They own they own everything. So I just do what they say, and they say bring you down there. So I'm going to bring you down there. Damon, speak to me like the old friends we are. Do you trust them? You've seen what they've been up to. Do you trust them? Well, I saw it too, and they haven't killed me. Well, they're gonna kill a bunch of people. They're going to have to test it on someone. On a planet. A whole planet. How do you feel about that? We, we, don't, we don't know that. They could just show the f- formula. or they, 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 they wouldn't do that. Have you seen the news? Have you seen the news? Ochillo is going to test really. their weapon. Yeah, but they're this doing is an it. Arms that, race. That, that's like a space thing. That's not, that's, that's not a planet. It's just a theoretical test. It's not an actual test. You don't think this is going to affect you at all? I, I, I don't... I'm not paid to think about those things. Do you have a family, Damon? I had, Irina. Well, Conifer, I don't think we have much of a choice. Yes, we do, Deb. Who else do you think would be interested in our blood? Nobody knows how to use that shit except them. If it's in you and they don't use it, you're, you're just healthy. It doesn't matter. Sure, they could kill you at any time, you know, assuming they still have the control thing that we don't know if they do or not that I think that might have been on this, this planet but they don't tell me anything well I think Abchillo might be very interested in uh, what Kintsugi's working on sure I'm sure they are but what are you going to do they're going to see a defector they might kill you too you don't know I don't know Deb what are the better odds here you're out of options here I'm out of options here. Conifer is going to lean back on the control panel <laughs> so the ship tips. Um, yeah. Damon stumbles. Debbie, jump on him. What? Hold him down. <laughs> Debbie goes over and gives Damon a big hug. Not like that. I'm sorry for your loss. Debbie. <laughs> I'm going through a loss as well. Our son. I don't know if you met him. Mavis. Conifer comes over and tries to hit him in the back of the, the butt of his gun. Uh, I think you should probably roll fat. Or Because she is holding him in place. <laughs> I will say, uh, meanwhile, uh, 
Damon has pressed a button on his wrist comm. Oh. I mean, does Conifer clock this? Yeah. Uh, you could very clearly tell it's a panic button. Oh, why'd you go do that? Why'd you go and do that? Damon, 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 I thought we were all friends here. I'm just doing my job. And there's a reason I haven't fired on you yet. And what's that? It's that I have to do, we have to be down there. And either it's a fight or it's not a fight. And I was hoping, because we're all old friends here, that it wouldn't be a fight. <laughs> yeah, Conover kind of tries to pistol whip you with his Nambu. <laughs> Damon just moves out of the way. He just moves his head. Well, I'm up in these years. I don't think I can fight against this guy. What do you think, Debbie? And she's still hugging you. Yeah, I am still hugging you, saying, so much loss in you this feeling, world. You, is, Irina, Mavis. Are you feeling, are you feeling right. more rational? Can we just go down there and see what they want? You're in as much danger as us. That's what I've been trying to say the entire time. Why didn't you just say that? Because I thought you were smart people and you would understand the implication. Do you understand what grief is? Yes. Do you? Now I do. He reluctantly goes to the control panel and uh, sets a course to land. Damon directs you uh, to a landing pad on top of a very tall building. And Kintsugi headquarters is, again, on its own planet, inner ring of the galaxy, um, Landing, you're reminded of that city on Navis and everything you saw there. You've never been here before, but everything is similar down to how the buildings are laid out, um, except the city is alive. It's mm. vibrant. There are people everywhere. Some people are working. Some people aren't. Um, but everyone has a logo somewhere on them. I guess except for you guys, since you changed clothes. Yeah. Can we breathe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this time you can breathe. <laughs> no suits. Yes. No suits. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Conover is marveling at the uncanny uh, resemblance to the other planet. You know, they just tested that weapon on a planet full of people just like this. It's not right. Damon says, yeah, yeah, it's not right. And we're fucking wrong. I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm, I'm grieving too, man. Uh, and uh, he takes you down an elevator presses a button, uses a key card, presses another button, uses another key card, presses another button. It's a whole sequence of buttons. You can feel the elevator just keep going down, like lower than the building. The ride takes forever. You have a lot of time to, to chat, to get to know each other. And you're descending very far underground. You realize that it's like actually noticeably warmer down here. Do you chat about anything interesting? Debbie does ask. She asked Damon about Arena. Yeah, Damon tells you about uh, how she didn't make it. She um, was injured in the collapse and uh, hummed on the way out. Does he mention anything about their history, how long they worked together? Conspicuously, he does not. Yes. You can tell that it was a very meaningful thing for him and that he's only sort of doing yeah. this work with the company out of, like, obligation. everyone it's shannon from the podcast you know the one that you were just listening to uh while you take this little break to you know grab a snack or i don't know write a blog whatever you do in your in your breaks from the podcast um i want to tell you about a little thing called our patreon that's right patreon.com forward slash 
Fun City Ventures, you can find a whole lot of goodies, including extra games. If you liked this little extra game that we're playing right now, we got a ton of those up on the Patreon. You can find an extra show called Fun Chatty, where we chat about the show. You can find exclusives like exclusive merch that is available only to our Patreon subscribers. So you're going to want to head on over to patreon.com forward slash Fun City Ventures. Grab yourself a little snack, grab yourself a little blog post, and you're going to want to subscribe to join us. And while I have you here, just a quick update about the show. This is the last of the Precious Cargo series, and we will be back in your feeds starting in June with Return to Float City. That's right, Return to Float City. So get excited, join the Patreon. See you there. Bye-bye. So the elevator opens onto a cavernous room. It's dark. You can't see the walls. It's very big. But it's just sort of open space, and it's unlit except for this ring of lights in the middle. Damon gestures toward the lights but does not move toward them. Before any of you can move, you hear the voice, the voice of HQ. Contractors. And it's, like, coming from everywhere. You can't tell if there's someone saying this. It's just... Omnipresent voice. And then it continues. The city. It has been so long since anyone has seen it. What you saw was the remains of our dream. And then the new hope that animates it. The building is destroyed. But the program remains. You do not know if you or hope inside let us check come into the light is this going to hurt no answer well debbie and conifer puts an arm out for you to lock in with him ooh debbie looks at it a single tear falls down her face <laughs> and she Locks arms. You, uh, as you get closer, you can see there's just like a, it looks like a doorway with a little thing attached to it. You know, it's like a, <laughs> it's just a scanner. Okay. Seems easy enough. As you two are about to walk into the scanner, the voice says, Employee, please, exhale. Damon looks surprised. Starts walking up behind you. Okay. Conifer uh, disentangles his arm and uh, gives you a little nod, and he walks in first. There's a beep. What's that mean? No answer. Yeah, what's it mean? What's it mean? Uh, Debbie follows. Beep. Oh, at least we're both beeps. Damon walks through behind you two, and it beeps again. Oh, three beeps in a row. I think it might just be that the test has been completed. No answer. Um, <sighs> Damon uh, waits to see if the voice is going to come back. It's like he's used to the pronouncements, kind of. And after a couple minutes when it doesn't, he's like, all right, well, I guess we'll leave now. He walks you back to the elevator, but as you can see, uh, there are two new guards standing in front of the elevator. They must have been coming down while you guys were doing this. And they just are inside, and they escort you three to a room where you will wait.
So not we did not go back up where we came from. No, but you're going. You you can tell you're in the elevator again. It's going up for a while. Um, okay. So not quite as high, but like it's just you know it stops, it opens. There's a hallway. The guards walk you to a room. It's sort of a nondescript conference room kind of thing, and they lock the door from the outside. Well, this could be worse. Damon, what's happening? So here's where I'll tell you that I don't know who among you is virus ridden. So I'm gonna I'm oh. gonna roll the die of fate if that's okay with you guys. I just oh want I just want to see. We'll roll it three times. We'll Let's see. go. We'll Let's see who's got go. it. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. First roll. This one for uh, Conifer. Okay. Yeah. Second roll for Debbie. Okay. And Damon. All right. I'm not gonna tell you the answer. I'm not gonna tell you what happened. But. That's fine. That's cool. Crazy. We're in the same mindset as our characters. That's that's yeah, good. crazy. We don't know who. Yeah, and so you're just you're obviously just like waiting to hear what like what's happening. None of you know what's going on. And Damon, he's like he looks a little bit like he's tired. He's nervous. He doesn't like this either. Like you can tell part of the reason he wasn't aggressive when he met you on your ship was because like he didn't know what was going to happen. But he was like resigned to this. Like he couldn't he couldn't see a way out. He just couldn't yeah. see a way out. New Hope. How could that horrible thing be a new hope? You know I don't know what to say. You know how businesses operate. On yeah. big ideas, Big, ide- huh? big executions as well. In the manner of speaking. That was, a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a hell of a time on Navis, huh? Never seen anything like that. Me either. We're just lonely contractors doing our jobs. Didn't that bot <sighs> crash the ship into our building? Knowing, no, no one knows that for sure. Someone could have hijacked uh, you, that ship. Uh, you know what? I'll give you. We that. had no idea. I just didn't think it was going to come to all that. And now, now this. Like I wish I'd never gone out there. We we just followed the orders, man. Just like us. You got family? Either of you? Yep. Yes. Okay, I could. I I could have guessed. A big I family. Could have. Debbie, I, I should have known. As you can imagine, I'm very important to them. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you go you go back to waiting for... It's it's a couple more hours. It's just hours. You're just in there. And no sign. Whoa. Okay. So we're just we're just in a room. There's no information. No one's really fed us. We're, we're just kind of pacing yes. around, right? Um, in the meantime, like, in the in the couple hours we're after this first conversation, somebody does, like, feed you guys. And then they lock the door again and leave. Oh, God. And uh, after a while, Damon says, Look. I don't know how long they're going to keep us here. I can't leave. They own me. But but you can't. Get out of here. Let's get out of here. I know I'm fucked. I'm as dead as Arena. I I can't. You two might be able to leave. You might you if you leave, you might be able to go somewhere where they can't find you. They have they own all of me. I don't even have a bank account. I just have a company credit card. I don't know what the balance is. It doesn't matter. They pay, whatever it is. They provide my housing, my food, my partner. I'm fucked. And I feel, I, I want to help you. I, I want to I wanna help you get out. And Damon moves toward the door and starts trying to pick a lock. Surprisingly skillfully. Bonifer looks at Debbie a little surprised and confused. Well, Debbie, you want to run? Yeah, yeah, of course. But Damon, you, you have to come with us. I can't. This is all I can do for you. What? 
What is physically stopping you? I guess I thought they would just find me. But maybe, you know what? Hey, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, come on, Damon. I've got an extra bed and my house. I'm always looking for another son. I don't know if I need another mother. But look, I think we're, we're close to the top. We're only a few floors. Let's... There's, there's stairs, there's a lift. We know, I know how to, I can get us out of here. Let's just, let's, let's go. Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. And, uh, the door pops open. All right, Damon, you know how to get yeah. out? I, what uh, floor? Th- all the floors are the same. It's a, the elevator's on the left and the stairs are beside him. Just, just, we, we, let's, let's go. All right, let's do it. Damon checks the corridors. Doesn't see any guards. And just fucking, uh, books it. Towards, uh, I guess the stairs. So why would you take an elevator? And so, yeah, you run up the stairs. And as you run, or as you run towards the stairs, Damon says, okay, here's what you, here's what you do. You, you, I know they hide transponders and everything. You have to just drop all of your Kintsugi gear somewhere in space. You can't destroy it. Don't even try. You don't know how durable those things are. Just fucking chuck it out the airlock somewhere. All of it. Okay, okay. we can do that. And he starts, he's running up the stairs go two floors top of the stairs a man appears the building has apparently noticed that you've fled the coop he's not looking like he's taking no for an answer he's just waiting for you to get up to him he knows he has the high ground is he big he's huge Ah, and he's got a laser pistol and it's drawn and it's aimed directly at one of you which one i'm not gonna say with that debbie wants to use blast to kind of like how does blast work again do i have to is it hitting an object um you can use your psychic powers as a ranged weapon doing 1d6 plus one damage to a nearby target uh you type by rolling dice with willpower no you can just do it you can just attack directly i want to twist his wrist with my psychic powers like break his wrist that's holding the sure okay wow let's roll for it yeah yeah yeah. roll is 2d6 uh you rolled a four so what happens is you're running, you're sprinting, you see his wrist, you see the gun, and you instinctively reach for your your psychic abilities. Except you miss his wrist. You miss the thing you're aiming at. You hit an area of his like upper arm near his bicep, and it just blows a hole through his body. He falls down dead. Oh, oh. Debbie, was that you? Oh, yeah, he only I had three health and one armor. <laughs> And Debbie is running, like, past him. I didn't mean to do that! Yeah, Conifer hurdles yeah. over him, like... Yeah. Wow! Yeah, wow. You, you know, you're an incredible woman. And they're huffing and puffing and oh running up the yeah, stairs. <laughs> you just exploded him! Yeah. You put a hole through him! I meant to twist his arm! <laughs> and you guys are running, and you're running, and you're up another floor. And two guards show up. And you can hear more piling in from the top of the staircase. You don't know how many there are yet, but you know that there's just more of these people. Now that they know where you are, they haven't seen the dead guy yet, though. So there's that. Yeah, so there's three of you in front of you now are three guards. They're on the landing. They're waiting for you. This time, they make the first move. Uh-oh. I rolls. He's aiming at Damon. Remember, just like you mitigate the, dark, the incoming damage with your arm. Um, yeah, so Damon just takes this. He takes a shot straight to his shoulder, and he takes two damage. Whoa, look alive. Fuck shit. Oh. God, come on. Thought we were d- co-workers. And then he shoots back. 
Yeah, uh, Conifer joins with his uh, laser Nanbu. He shoots also. Oh, God. Oh, Damon rolls uh, seven damage. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess he he must have gotten a lot out of that meal that you guys had. He just instinctively whips his laser pistol around and shoots this guy in the dome, and the guy just drops. Uh, Conifer, how do you shoot your, your laser Nanbu? Tell me more about that. It's a small gun modeled after uh, Japanese Taisho era, like, war guns, but Thick. they were refitted with lasers. It looks awesome. Um, I think some Star Wars characters actually use them. Did my gun research. Uh, anyway, Conifer is, uh, you know, shooting at another guard who Damon didn't shoot at. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing 1d6. That's four damage. <laughs> this fighting system in this game. I could balance it more, but we're, we're doing it live. Um, you, uh, <laughs> Conifer, you, you, you like, you suddenly feel like at home. You feel at peace. You're an outlaw. You've gotten in many gunfights. You survive many gunfights. You feel more at home on the battlefield than you do in, uh, say, a conference room like the one you were just in, even on a good day when you're not being locked in there. You're like pirouetting. This guy shoots and you pirouette to the left. And he shoots again, he pirouettes to the right. And you, you see one of the guys who's still up and you just, your training kicks in and it's beautiful. Uh, you just shoot him directly through the heart and he just drops dead. And it's like, you just keep moving. You never stop moving. There's still one guy left and he's mm. going to shoot because he, obviously he's got to. Like, what else is he going to do? He just saw two of his buddies die. He's like, uh, actually, you know what? Right. He doesn't shoot. No, he runs away. He's like, fuck this. I have a wife. I have a kid. My name. <laughs> exactly. You see, this is exactly what we're running. My name is Bone Stranger. And he's like, fuck this. I'm gone. That's right. Everybody should be running away from this company. He jumps at toward you guys and tucks and rolls behind you. <laughs> All right. And we just keep going. Yeah. Keep on running. Yeah, you don't you don't even look back. He doesn't look back. You're just running in opposite directions now. <laughs> I accidentally put a hole through. Yeah, you should feel bad about that. <laughs> he's going uh, yeah. to see that one on his way down. Yeah. Right. He's going to freak oh, out I, I even more. I look this up. I, think I'm, I can't believe they only have three health. This is crazy. I looked this up and I'm like, no, nah, no way. Security guards and B-cops, three health, one armor. Damn. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like an onslaught, right? Like they shouldn't really have high. Yeah. Uh, which is great. You said that because... Congratulations, you've gotten to the next floor. Also, congratulations, there are four guards now. Oh gosh. What what's what's around in the next uh, in this next floor? Um you guys okay, so instead of the sterile, you you burst out onto the floor, you're trying to lose the guards, and uh as soon as you open the door, the elevator dings and four guards walk out. They were coming from above or below. You don't know. You don't know which direction the elevator was going. They look at you and they're surprised. They're like, what the fuck? They're here. I thought they were in the stairwell. One of them says, what do you do? You've, you've come across them first. You act first. Um, is there a light fixture above them? Glad you asked. Fluorescent bulbs. The long ones. Wonderful. I want to blast the bulbs so they fall on their head. Okay. Give me a roll. Again, I'm not trying to blast the roll. people. How I saw what happened before. <laughs> Um, and, and she does not want to murder oh. anyone. Okay. Yeah. Remains to be seen. <laughs> Kill count is one. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, 
It's 1d6 plus 1. It's a si- it's 6 damage. Um, Shit. But it's four people. Yeah, but you're not aiming at the people, right? You're aiming above. Exactly. How much health do you think the, the ceiling has? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's what happens. Shit. Uh, oh yeah, God. Debbie, you, you see them. You're like, oh, fuck, again. And you're, you're, you're panicking. But this time you're like, I'm not going to I'm not going to explode a guy. I know how I don't know what's going on with me today or the other day, but I'm just I'm 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 going to do me. Um, You managed to, like, blow a hole in the ceiling. And so, like, I say it's like a three foot hole in diameter just in the ceiling. And just a chunk of rock falls into the middle. It's rocks and glass like they're cut up. Uh, a rock, a big piece of ceiling, like falls directly on one guy's head uh, and bonks the shit out of him. He falls over. The others are like, have their arms up. They're like, shit. She's dangerous. We'll say they take like one damage from just like falling glass and shit. Do we maybe then change our direction and go back up the stairs to try to lose him? Uh, that's up to you. Let's do it. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, a, oh, we, we saw a bunch of guards here. Let's like go back the stairs and go back. One, one floor up. So the, the hallways plunge into darkness as all this happens, uh, and you book it back towards the stairs. Damon is is right behind you. You're rushing, you're rushing, and before you get to the landing, the guards that were above have now come down the stairs to meet you. Um, and it's we'll say it's two more. What do you do? Conifer is gonna. I don't know if he could do two things at once, but <laughs> well, tell me. He has a knife. Has a knife. He's gonna throw. Whoa! All right. Kind of like a boomerang situation across their legs, like the front of their shins, basically. Give me a roll. All right. Ooh, five. So, Conifer, you try and run this knife against these people's shins. You're trying to slow them down. Your, your combat training kicks in, uh, and you, you miss their shins entirely. You just cut two of their femoral arteries, and they bleed out in front of you. Oh my god. Yeah, you did five damage to two guys. Like, they don't have that much health. Right. <laughs> it's like a comedy of errors that we keep on, like, we're fighting the bad guys, <laughs> just, but we keep on trying to do minor damage and we're constantly killing them. It's like Conover is like a child who's gotten into the pudding, like, just blood splattered on his face, and he's like, well, we're going to keep running, right? <laughs> yeah, and we're getting, like, deeper in our own mind. It's like, we've never killed before. This, this, like, it's, like, past weird that days. you could just do this, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damon's like, what the hell? Like, wh- I th- insurance? Adjusters? My second career is insurance adjustment. <sighs> Same, too. My first career is being a mom. And as you say that... <laughs> You've reached the top floor. Congratulations, you're almost out. You're running toward the door, toward the, you know, the pad where your ship is, and just a fucking, like, five dudes pop out. They're just waiting for you at the door. They've decided the staircase is not their best option. Damon shoots first this time. He's, like, you're almost there. He's feeling hope for the first time since you got locked in that room. And he does. Fucking eight damage? Like, what? What? Oh How is that God. possible? He got a six and I gave him a plus two because I was like, yeah, he's like a, he's an employee. He's like a trained soldier guy. He goes to like fights all the yeah. time, right? Nice. Yeah. I'm going to distribute that damage. <laughs> two are lined up. He shoots one. That guy just fucking dies. And it, the bullet or the, the laser shot goes through the dead guy into the other guy, but it hits him in the arm for two damage. So he's 
out of commission. And he he falls over sideways and starts crawling away because he's like, nah, this is this is just a fucking job, man. I'm not even an employee. And his name was <laughs> Wicked Ghost. Yeah. And in his head. He yeah. said that in his head. My name is is Wicked Ghost. And I don't need to participate <laughs> in this. There's still three guys there. They're they're gonna start shooting. They're opening up. As they start shooting, as they start blasting, behind you guys, more guards are showing up. Say, the guy who's shooting at you, his name is Bait Eternity. <laughs> you, Conifer, for two damage. I have light armor. Right. I think light armor is you mitigate damage by one. Okay. I, I, why is it bad rolls when I'm rolling against you? I don't know. <laughs> the other guy is like, fuck this. Starts blasting. Conifer pulls his rifle forward that he for- forgot he had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this thing. The Abchillo rifle. Oh, so yeah. He cocks it for the first time, you know, not really familiar with its uh, weight. Oh, boy, that is six damage. The Conifer, this gun feels right in your hands. You you cock it, and it feels like you have a sense of purpose wow. again. You know what God felt like when he killed the first man in the flood. You are God, and you just spray. You just let off a burst, and it's controlled fire, man. It's just you just triple tap a dude in the head, and that's it. Like it, the other one is just like nah and runs. <laughs> he quickly looks at the logo, the Abchillo logo on the side, and he's just like. Maybe we're working for the wrong company. And suddenly you're you're free and clear. You can just run to your ship. He grabs Debbie's hand and wants to run forward. Oh, and Debbie grabs Damon's hand. Uh, you feel Damon's hand uh, jerk, uh, and he stops moving. What's the holdup? Uh, I think uh, I think they need me downstairs. And you turn around to see that he's been shot in the back <gasps> pretty bad. Come on, Damon. You look again, and he gets shot again. <gasps> Debbie, let go. Debbie, let's go. Let go. Damon's still, he's still alive. And he's like, (laughs) it's, uh, okay, old friends. I'll see you. I'll see you around. Hopefully they don't kill me. I'm an employee, right? And he turns around and and cocks his gun, but shouts at you, go. Yeah. Um, Conifer salutes uh, with his hat. He actually, uh, Leaves one behind, puts it on his head because he's wearing two. As you two. salute, uh, a, a pistol shot goes through your hat. They are ju- they're opening fire. The only reason Damon isn't getting hit is because he's on the ground. <laughs> All right, Deb, let's go. Let's go. And Deb, actually, what she does is what's in front of us? It's just the door and the, the pad where your ships are. So she is going to, just for effect, why not? She's gonna, um, she's gonna jump right to the door and open it. I'm gonna ask you to explain what this is for the people who are listening yeah. who have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. So, um, as a psychic, Debbie has the ability once per scene to teleport instantly to a nearby location that you can see. So I'm guessing once they open the door, she could see ships. So she teleports there. You three are basically at the door. Conifer's ahead. He opens the door. Debbie, you see the ship and you're just like, fuck it, I'm going. And you yeah. teleport there instantly. Damon is left grasping at air and uh, Conifer is just sprinting behind you. 
He's huffing and puffing. Start, start the ship, Deb! Start the ship! And Debbie's frantically trying to start the ship. Chip says, Welcome back to Dynamic Math. Thank you for choosing our charters. Please enjoy <gasps> this soothing music as I warm up the engines. The engines warm up. <laughs> and the last thing you see as you fly away is Damon. He's still alive. He's just like wounded. You can see the guards have, they're not shooting at him anymore. They've got him. Uh, they're, they're putting him on a stretcher. They're taking him back down into the building. Another son. I think, Conifer, that maybe we shouldn't be taking on any sons anytime soon. You might change your mind next time we meet somebody. Oh, I know I will. But, you know, we never found out if we were infected or not. I actually don't want to know. Yes, you're right. And as you fly away, you've clearly forgotten to dispose of your comms, uh, like your comm links and such. You're finally catching your breath. The adrenaline is leaving your system. You feel just incredibly tired. Uh, and you get a message in your comm from HQ. Says, oh, what now? The dream is not dead. leaving Fun City Precious Cargo. Thanks for listening to the adventures of Conifer, Debbie, and Mavis, and thanks again for listening to Fun City. We'll see you again soon. This episode of Fun City Precious Cargo was recorded in various locations across Brooklyn and Los Angeles. The players? Jen De La Vega as Conifer Pine. You can find her online at Randwitches. Shannon Nodell as Debbie. You can find her on Twitter as Shodell. Our show was edited and sound designed by Sam Grant and mixed and mastered by Mike Rugnetta. Music by Zaid Maxwell as Oscillator Bug. You can find him on Bandcamp at oscillatorbug.bandcamp.com under Zaid Maxwell on the Volatus Records Bandcamp page and wherever you stream music. Additional music by TJ Tambellini as Topian Zome. You can find him on the Volatus Records Bandcamp page at volatus.bandcamp.com. Pixel Riffs is a homing beacon in a sea of sorrow. And finally, this game of Offworlders was produced and GM'd by me, Bijan Steven. You can find me on Twitter at Bijan Steven or on Instagram as Bijan Cakes. <laughs>